Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Meet the Movie Press. I am your host, Jeff Snyder of The Wrap, and today we are sitting down with Justin Kroll, film reporter at Variety. Happy Oscar weekend. Thanks for coming back, big guy. (laughs) It's over. Thank God. (laughs) Hold on. Let me just get this ready. Sorry, I had to mute that. I had to bring the link up. All right. Here we go. So, uh, obviously, this weekend is the Oscars. Thank it's God it's over. Hollywood's big night. Yeah, it's been a long six-month long award season. I don't think people – it's funny. Like I see people tweet about the Globes and they're like, yeah, award season started. I'm like, no. <laughs> you have <laughs> right. no idea. The award season's like almost over at that point for us. So, Like it just seems like Toronto was so fucking oh. long ago. Venice. I mean like Black Mass I feel like was in 2014 right now. It's yeah. just like when it, those like it, early they, like like heat came out. I mean they, to be honest Mad Max and Brooklyn were like early last year. Right. Nice. They really do drag the season out now uh, to an excruciating length. Uh, we're, I think we're all ready to talk about a new crop of movies. Um, so wait, what are you going to be doing on Oscar night? Like what are you tasked with at Variety? Sitting on my couch. I don't so you work the, don't, I don't work the Oscars. No. We have four Oscar reporters. You are a star film reporter of writing. You don't have to work the Oscars. No, I mean I work Oscar. I work nomination morning, and my cohort Dave McNary works the. It's pretty much you either work the nomination morning or you work Sunday night. I choose to wake up early and That's talk. An to institutional mo- failure. You're too. You're too smart. You know. Do, what am I going to do? Like it's. I don't know. You could. Tim Gray, you could write Chanel sidebars Riley, Chris and Tapley, stuff. Ramin Zut, is what, coming in. That's four people right there. That's you do a, have a deep bench at Variety. That's, there's a that's deep a bench. waste, by the way. Those sidebar, I've been there for the sidebar nights. You could pre-write ninety percent of those, and there's yeah. it's not like you're calling people to get insight. It's just like I mean, I could have our web editors do some of that stuff. Well, so I'm on the moments team at the Wrap. Go moments team. Have fun. <laughs> and I'll be writing about all those special little moments that crop up uh, during the night and breaking them out into larger stories. No, I'll be yeah, I'll be getting ready. Uh, I envy you. I wish I could. just... I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing right now. Are you going to a party? Fox. You're going to the Fox party. As a date. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, but I have to figure out, because we're getting a car. This, oh. This is high class right here. I have a car coming. Well, I don't. My The studio is sending a car. car. To someone to pick up my girlfriend, but uh, which is nice. But I have to decide. I'll be getting that ride home. But I have to figure out if I'm going to get dropped off in Hollywood with some of my friends and chill there while waiting for the Let day. me know if you guys need a chauffeur. I'll put on a little black hat. I'll pick you up in the oh, middle no. of the night and drive you guys home. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, it's just I'm just so glad. So yeah, I'm not doing anything. I, I did my party last. The Verve guys who rep um, M- Melissa Devoe who wrote uh, Inside L- L- Out. Lafove, Meg, Meg Lafove, Meg Lafove. I just <laughs> messed that up. Sorry, Meg. Um, they did a party in honor of her last night for a nomination in, for the screenplay. It was a more for so, Inside Out. Yeah, I think she. I don't know if she's a nomination for in, for the picture. I think it's just Peter, right? Oh, that that's a good point. Um, but yeah, it was a good turnout. But that would be the only big pre-party, but, and then um, yeah, and it's, I'm I'm moving right now, so I'm kind of dealing with that. Um, oh yeah, no, you you, t- you told me about that. All right, so yeah, Oscar night. Um, sounds like it could be a fun night at the Fox party. Uh, so you know, I, I I know there's I mean, best pictures up for grabs. The Revenant, Spotlight, The Big Short. 
could be any one of those movies. Uh, are there any upsets that you're expecting? Like, because we think it's going to be a pretty predictable night. Yeah, I mean, me and you agree that like tune in for the first. Of, I mean, tune in for the monologue. That's what everybody right. wants. Like the Chris Rock opening is must see TV this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, but that first award, it's usually supporting actor or actress. I don't know what it is this year. Pretty much, Alicia Vikander and Stallone are the locks for their. If if do you one, think Vikander's a lock? Yeah. Okay. Like yes. I mean, uh, if anything, it was Rooney, and Rooney's lost steam. And uh, so I guess that uh, I also read this year, this is going to be the first year in 16 years that there's probably going to be two 20-something winners mm-hmm. between Brie Larson Wait. and Alicia Vikander. Yeah, that's right, because who won for actress last year? Because isn't Eddie 20-something? Redmayne? Uh, I meant in the actress categories. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's I don't very know true. I was thinking about that. Yeah, like it's It's rare that there's two, like... Darlings that usually like it was Jennifer Lawrence one year and then um forget the other or Nail, uh, no Natalie Portman been around for a while so yeah this is an interesting year of young people are really there, being are there any things that, that you're rooting for Leo I mean it's we I talk this year in general like I enjoyed a lot of the films but in the, the day this will be like a forgettable do you feel get that <laughs> no absolutely I don't think Leo had much competition um, um, there's no this com- year. like that's and that's a sad I always miss those like heavy I wish I had been covering like then the Pulp Fiction Forrest Gump years or mm-hmm. like those or even like the There Will Be Blood No Country years when like the you know it just felt like you know there while there's no like ma- like. There's no runaway necessarily. There's no all these aren't like going to be. I feel there's pol- the revenants polarizing. I love that. I'm rooting for that. I guess mm-hmm. this is my favorite of the bunch. I'd love to see Inside Out win screenplay. Um, it's still. I mean, but Stallone. It's it's cool that Rocky's getting in his shine. Leo. I mean, I Bree was fantastic. But yeah, it's. Did Did you see that Oscar trivia? When When was the last? Six out of fifteen. By the way, you went four. Oh, I'm, yeah. Oh, I did terrible. Uh, I was like half. God, I was so mad at some of my choice. Like some the of the New York like, Times quiz, the Oscar quiz. Yeah. Um. But well, did Did you see this trivia? Where um. What What was the last white American male to win Best Director? Do you know this? That's a good. This let's talk about this for a second, dude. It was it was the Cohen brothers for No Country for Old Men. That's how fucking long ago. And we're talking about diversity all over the place. That's I mean, what. Yeah, that's that category. I mean, like you could have a like the director could be three straight, you know, Latino or Hispanic, like the of of, of you know. For, I I feel that not not that's not being touched upon enough. Like that, like Chivo's going to win three in a row or could win three in a row. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, I, and I don't know who. Uh, it'll be curious to. See, I'll be curious to see who is presenting Best Picture this year. Is it is it Sidney Poitier? We've we've heard maybe that rumor. Probably. That, I don't know. Wouldn't that be Will Smith's not doing? It, I don't think. Um, <laughs> no, he won't be. He won't be there. Um, um, it'll it'll be. It's. I think it's going to be a good night, especially with Chris Rock emceeing uh, yeah. the, the the event and uh, Best Picture. The new producers this year, so I'm curious to see what they do differently. Yeah, it's not the fucking Chicago <laughs> producers who are into like musical numbers and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll be like, and then yeah, Chris will hopefully they. Chris, it's not just a one off at the beginning. Like he's doing it throughout. I want to see like, him throughout the night. Yeah, yeah. of course. All right. All right. Um, so let's move on. Do some news. There was a lot of it this week. Let's start with Ty Sheridan. Ty yeah. Sheridan has been cast as the lead in Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Following a worldwide search, he beat out thousands for the role. What do you think? Um, 
I don't, I don't want to talk much about this. This was the one thing I lost that I was on for a while. But well, go, um, Give us a little bit. I mean, what were they? Because I know Boris, actually, he had an interesting detail in there. He said that Ty had had signed a holding deal at month. the beginning of the month. Yeah, he's been... It's, I've known he's been in, like the top choice for two weeks now. Um, Why didn't you report it? Because uh, they were still seeing guys. Right. Like, that's always when you hold back. Is like there were people that were still being seen up until mm-hmm. like Tuesday, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a feeling it was going to be one of those situations where it was just like someone gets lucky and calls at the right time, or just it comes across them the right way. Like if I had made a, fo- it was funny if I had made a phone call an hour earlier yesterday, I would I would have gotten the, the story or whatever right. it broke. Was it Wednesday? I don't yeah, remember. Whenever it was. But, um, yeah, that's th- these stories. So th- this was always a project that, was an, that annoyed me, that was just, like, uh, it's just. Spielberg movies are tough. I, are. I've British found. Spies wasn't that tough. Uh, BFG wasn't that tough. I didn't, I, I honestly never understood why this one had to be so, I mean, I guess Warner Bros. too, like, brings that out of people, but. Just I, I like Tyler. By the way, I do like the choice. Yeah, like, let's Here, talk about that. Let's talk about that real quick. So we both said Alex Sharp was in the mix, and you thought he, you'd heard he. I heard it. he'd flubbed his audition. I didn't. I actually heard that the studio was just like, we. This is going to cost a lot. We we honestly need to like see if there is like a, other like look at like more known names. Like I had heard he was. And I also heard it was like a lot of indecisiveness. Like people were just overthinking this. If you think about how this went on, that they couldn't decide or whatever. Yeah. Like I thought once Olivia Cook got like brought up, that they'd have someone a week later. Like this was going to come together real fast, and we'd have this movie up and running real soon. But at the end, like Ty's got he's gonna he's he's a good actor. He's fantastic. He's definitely one of the best young actors out there. I love him in Sanford Prison. So he'll have after come May, like he'll probably have some clout, a higher profile. Like like same with like Tom Holland. So I, I do understand it, but yeah, you're so spot on. Like this worldwide search, and they end up at a, <laughs> one of the. More... I just love these these worldwide searches that always pan out with like a big a big star. <laughs> you know, it's like if you're doing the worldwide search, you should be doing like Life of Pi what, style, John open Fop, to an like unknown, Book, like with the young boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it, when I it was funny when we all kind of heard that was the choice, we all kind of laughed. Probably, I mean, I was I'm not around Boris or you and that, but you're like seriously, we we like it wasn't like it's the, like it just it was like an obvious choice. It was right underneath our noses the whole time. It was that kind yeah. of thing for me because I was not you know to be honest, I was not on it at all. Um, I probably would have if I had heard about that holding deal. I probably would have reported it. I mean, I had other reasonings why I had to hold back, which the part of the business is when you no. are well sourced. Sometimes you, it's like the double. Maybe sword. Ty was in the mix for for Han Solo. No, no, he definitely <laughs> actually. That's one guy that's not in the mix for Han Solo. Um, yeah, because these days I always I just imagine like Warner Brothers and Disney sort of stealing talent away from each other, like you know, to yeah. blocking each other. I mean, it's it's kind of come to all that Warner Brothers has to now because Disney's like kind of is a they're they're on a roll and Warner Brothers is right. just trying to pick up the slack a little bit. So and maybe Marvel's paying more now now they after the separation from oh they making all that. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. I, they still the Guardians can't like that. I mean, did that come out this week? By that the way? did, yeah. We, we were that's on the list. We're going to talk about the Guardians casting. Well, let's let's just go right into Guardians now. Um, okay, so we got a few more was, names. They confirmed Kurt Russell. Yep. <laughs> Told you, this guy. Um, and who and who else was, uh, that's was that? The added? thing is that like, it, it was uh, Chris Sullivan from the Nick, right? Yeah. Who was the Who was the girl? Oh. It was I forget like see look you have to look it up like I, that's how underwhelmed I was by 
Well, it didn't seem like there was a lot of like new roles. I guess, like, but like you could have added a couple. Like that film's got money now. Like I, I mean, you talk like we all talked about them getting more money and going after stars. I mean, they're doing Elizabeth Debicki. That's who it was. Oh, Debicki, that is a good one. Yeah, she was. She's been interesting in things. So, um, but I, I, you know, I was a little. We'll see. I mean, I, I just like. You know, I you look at all these like Marvel, like the DC films are at. There's always seen like we'll we'll get to this, but like John Hillcoat seems to attract every actor in town to his movies. But like <laughs> Guardians can't get a couple more big names. I mean, come on, like you're telling me there's not a couple actors that want to join that mix. I I was su- a little surprised. I mean, I know they already have a pretty decent ensemble, but there there had to be a couple fun. Yeah, I, I I think that James Gunn has a, he he's. He's his casting is unique. Oh, taps, I mean, you know, he, I don't think it, he, she was an obvious name, Elizabeth. He's Debicki. spot on, and Kurt Russell, we all agree, is probably better than the McConaughey choice that we oh, yeah. original. No, but he's perfect because he's a, he has a fatherly figurely take to him more or Could less. People have really bought McConaughey as Chris Pratt's dad. I mean, that's the role that I'm assuming I mean, it is. I, I would have. Well, that's the thing. Is, I mean, did they call him the thing in the release or something like that? They didn't call him anything. I don't okay. Think. I mean, we don't know what he is. So, and you know yeah. how Gunn went off about that whole leak. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's but the movie's about his parentage, and it's like weird that the father is a huge yeah. Like we need so, to know who the father. So it just makes sense. That, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless his father's Chris Sullivan. <laughs> Uh-oh, Justin's got some breaking news. Yeah, my dog's got a cone around her head. <laughs> Everybody. Um, She's all right. happy. So that was Guardians. Uh, what, what else happened this week? Pacific Rim 2 got a director, Stephen DeKnight. The... Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about it. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I thought the fact that this film was only around was because of Del Toro. This was such a curveball when I was like driving home, by the way. It was like 2 6 30. I worked late. Oh, it was like later than that. Yeah. Like, that's the, the, like, there's been a couple of those late breaks lately that just annoy me. I was playing basketball with McNary. It was Tuesday night. He probably was breaking it too. You know, basketball's at 8. I don't have to leave work until like 7 15. So I was there a little late. And yeah, it broke. I was like, oh, I'm in a good position. But it's just like, really? Like, I, I, the only driving force I thought was him. So you're gonna like I get I know that Stevens I like the Daredevil thing. He's he's a hot name right now, and he's got he's the show that show is fantastic. But that the project, it felt like that film was only getting. I mean, it just it's like um, just barely got the four hundred million because of those the domestic or the international it's China, numbers. yeah. But like I I don't know. It's just. Your thoughts. You seem to be more... I think it's more of a case of like, okay, we have this franchise specific room. We're not sure what to do with it. We know it can make that kind of money, $400 million, but you know, maybe it can't cost as much as it did. We have Guillermo del Toro, who we want to keep happy. We want to be in business with him, but he's coming off a bomb... Pacific Rim underwhelmed. Like, is there somewhat? I think it's that they wanted to be in business with a guy like Stephen Tonight, and they're like, "Look okay. at what we have to offer. These are the tent poles that we're thinking of. Like, maybe we'll reactivate Pacific Rim be, if we can I get you." There's so many other properties that I was just like, "You're going to give him something that already was like, like he's got to he's got to fill Del Toro's shoes and then deliver a film that's going to." I don't know how you make the film under 150 million. I just this isn't like a Blumhouse thing. Like this isn't even Deadpool where they, you can get like under 100. Right. Like, you need to to have it the money up on the screen. Um, I, I you know I just I love Daredevil so much. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of the TV series that he worked. I'm not a Buffy guy or an Angel guy or whatever the hell. I love Daredevil. Don't give me. It's not. I'm, it, don't tell like. 
by the way, I don't have nothing against Steven. It's just that people only, I feel, came out in the first place to Pacific Rim because of Del Toro. That, if his name's not attached, that film... He's, it's going to be a producer. He's a producer on it. It's going to be like under his label, just like movies that he doesn't direct, like Don't Be Afraid of the Dark or whatever, that you think is a Guillermo Del Toro movie, but it's not. But um, those films that make money. Like, like, he's not Abrams where his name gets attached to I just, I am more excited for this sequel now than I would be if Guillermo was directing it himself. Okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's fair. Uh, I, I just... I mean, we, we've been talking for, like, the fact that they brought this back, it was just like, you, you guys escaped, uh, uh, like, just move on. Like, we don't need these types of things. Oh, I, I, I was, yeah, I was not a fan of the first film and um, would love for that franchise to just go away. But if it's to going Steven. to happen, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down with Steven Have tonight. you seen any of the Daredevils yet? Because I know there's people around the office. I there. haven't, which I'm pissed about, Netflix. I'm, I'm mad. I'm, I'm We're quite pissed. mad. Because I really, really like the first season, but I'm pumped. For this season, and I can't wait for that that Punisher spinoff too. By well, the way, it's like, I, and I guess I could ask for it, but um, yeah, Netflix has made certain things available to me before, and I was very kind to Love. I'm watching I, Love right now. You the like date, it? I just watched the dates where they like both are bombing the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty fantastic. You, um, you like that girl, uh, the friend Claudio Doherty? I think uh, I liked her a lot. I don't really like any of the characters as much. There's fun <laughs> stories, and the fact that it's set in like that Silver Lake Echo Park type area is funny. But um, it it's pretty much girls in Los Angeles. As I, I like that, it has so much of that. Girls ap- with Paul Rust as Lena Dunham. Exactly. Um, like <laughs> boys are loads. Well, either way, I am disappointed that we have not uh, had the four episodes of Daredevil season seven. two. Made. It's, they they gave out seven. seven. Oh my god. Oh, I'm dying to see it. Um, we're so depressed about that. What else? Uh, speaking of Daredevil, there was a, we saw a little bit more of John Bernthal as the Punisher in like these trailers that have come out. Yeah, now he's doing Baby and Driver. And he's doing Baby Driver. But I want to talk about both things. I love John Bernthal. I think you Huge love John fan. Bernthal. You don't even watch Walking Dead. No, I don't need to watch Walking Dead to love John Bernthal. You should because he's fantastic in that. He was also was in, like he's, he had an interesting career because you, you saw The Pacific though, right? I never saw the Pacific. Oof. He's, I mean, he has his. He's got like two episodes in that where he's really good. But yeah, I've always been a fan. Um, that did you watch the mobster TV show he was on and TNT? No, I watched like the pilot. That's smart I didn't to do. Love it. Smart idea. <laughs> but he's great in that. And every every like Wolf of Wall Street, Fury. I, I've never not liked the John Bernthal. Yeah. I mean, um. Mirror on the Dying Girl. He's one of the standouts yep. in that film. Um, he o- and Sicario. He always adds a little oh, something. Bur- I mean, he looks badass as the Punisher, and I love this like the way that the, that it's Spacey's gang is shaping shaping up in Baby Driver. Oh, we right? finally got the descriptions. Of yeah, it's, so it's Bernthal, John Hamm, Jamie Fox, and, and then, then there's a female. They didn't really say or this girl. I forget her right, name. Right, uh, Elisa for or whatever. Yeah. That's John Hamm's girlfriend yeah. or whatever. That's fucking badass. When you have Spacey and then your sub-villains are John Hamm and Jamie Foxx, like, what? Yeah, and Bernthal. Like, it's just... Uh, right, and Bernthal. What? Jesus did Christ. Give, did they give Bernthal's description? I think they just give... The, I think he's part of the game. Okay. Yeah. But um, that, that's great. And then I hope the Punisher turns into a spinoff because he's not getting leading, leading roles. So maybe the Punisher is his, like... like, like do you want to see him as... I mean, when you're saying leading roles, do you want to see him as an action star? He could do it. Well, he's an accountant. He's the like the main villain, in the, and I think he's going to be awesome in that too. Um, 
So I, I don't know. I mean, he's got the he's got such a broad range. I, I want to see him do a little comedy. I think he's got that in him too. If you, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen like he was he was funny in Wolf of Wall Street. His like yeah, kind of yeah. like him and Jonah were great together in some of those sequences. Yeah, I would like to see him in one of those like Apatow gang movies. Oh yeah, that'd Rogan be great. Maybe Baby Driver has. I mean, Edgar's got some flair, like some of those like snarky one offs there. Yeah. So maybe that would work. And speaking of uh, young actors that we are big fans of, uh, Mr. Michael B. Jordan is signing on to a Thomas Crown Affair remake of the remake. (laughs) I don't know how many Thomas Crown Affairs this guy's having. (laughs) As our good friend Mike Fleming would say, don't dress for that one just yet. Because as I looked into this... This thing is as far away from getting started as it could be. I mean, yeah, this there's no writer, those, producer, I mean, or this anything. is practically like when Tom Cruise was attached to, like, uh, Magnificent Seven. Like, from my understanding, it was, like, one meeting, he liked the idea, and now it's suddenly like, oh, this is going to happen. Like, no. he's he, There's so many other things for that guy right now. He's this will not be his next thing. It's a cool idea. I like the, like the the last couple ones. Are, they're smart. They're sexy. They they could do something different. Uh, you know, it, it does. Maybe team them up with um, who's Tessa? That'd be kind of a, a yeah. Fun but how many? Movie. It's like how many? I, I I did not particularly care for this announcement. Um, it just seems lazy. Well, MGM it, like MGM is kind of in like we use our own like, right. They uh, just mine the library. The library. They're yeah. in the library business and like they're in business with Michael. So. I kind of get it, but yeah, it was when I found out later that oh, this it is... makes sense. But it's like, yeah, to me, he's just much better than a St- uh, uh, Thomas Crown. It remake. wasn't planned, by the way, but yeah, it's like not the one announcement you want when the guy's looking for his next role coming off Creed. Like people just assume, oh, yeah. that's his next one. Like, uh, no, not exactly. Um, um, but you're right. Maybe they could find something different. It, you you made a call. I think you tweeted that the director is important here. Like if they got like Oh yeah, for sure. The right it, smart it director to handle it, it could be fun. Um all right. Uh Mary Poppins. Yeah, let's you talk you about, scoot me on that one. Let, so let's talk about this real fast cuz you were bitching and moaning. Um <laughs> when did you ask about it? Did no, you no, no. Think, I asked about it like 10 minutes before you you went well, with then it. fuck off. I called the night before. Right. So. You you had me a day <laughs> early. Like, like but, I was so I called and I, and I felt like I had it and and they're like, "Oh, um I think, you know, your buddy is on this too and I was like, "Well, I'll do an even break if you can." Well, to be fair, and, they just gave you the heads up, but they weren't in tr- involved at all. So, to go off to the person I know you have went at they were like it was like not them it was the publicist and then the publicist was even out of the loop the, right the, the publicist AMC, was out of the loop and he's my friend from nyu actually Charlie's your friend charlie I and never i dealt with him charlie nice and i guy. Were, were hung out with the same group of people in in college it was it's he's so new, weird to think that he grew up into this you know big time publicist he's now. i mean he still is like i those sex people i like like brooks is fantastic yeah, yeah. and I, natalie's people are always good but he seemed a little like well, he's not, like, u- he's not used to this. No, like I've never called Charlie for something like this. Yeah, um, he reps you know theater people, but Lin Manuel uh, Miranda obviously blowing up with Hamilton. Yeah, and so what do you what can you tell us about the role? Because you had a little bit more information than I did too. Um, okay, let me just break down the whole six. Break situation. it down, Kroll. This is why. So I got called out for the whole Emily Blunt. Oh, like six months, people have been. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I could not have like like. There was some denim geek, by the way, was like calling me. I'm like, I had to explain to them again. Right. There's a difference between an offer, which, by the way, she didn't have a formal offer until the beginning of January. So this whole right. like, th- there's a difference between the choice, like 
Disney wants her and an offer is out. Right. And, and our own that. Linda G was was tracking the want part of it yeah. from a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obvious. She's the most likable British actress out there and one of the most iconic British actress roles of all time, British characters of all time. So... I, you know, late last week, or early last week, I heard, like, things are picking up. Like, she's now in talks. Things are moving, like, they're engaging. And also, by the way, they've gone out to a star. And that was the thing I heard. It was, like, star for the Burt role. This is, by the way, you know, the role, real quick, isn't Burt. The character is Jack a Lamplighter. So it would be in the vein of Dick Van Dyke. But right. obviously, since it's it's in the Serving future, a similar function exactly, in the story. That's, that's exactly what it is. So mm-hmm. it's not the exact character, but it's in the vein of a Dick Van Dyke. But no, so I start, I literally was like, okay, who's the usual suspects? I email, like, Depp's people, Downey's people, Channing, like, no, 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 no. And then on the blue Tuesday night, there, I mean, some uh, good source was like, yeah, I think it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm like, a star? I thought this was a movie star. And I thought, the more I thought of it, I'm like, oh, wait, this guy is a star. He's the now. hottest name in he theater is. right now. And it made so much sense. And then the ball just, and then, you know, I pulled, you know, did my thing and it came together. Real. I literally went from like, this can't be true to going to bed being like, I'm going to break that this, this guy is doing it. I know, right. I know it. And yeah, to me it was just coincidental because it was literally the second that I got sent from like the agency to the publicist. To be honest, to confirm, it, it was that minute. <laughs> you to defend posted. the person you talked to, if they even had emailed me that you wanted to even break, I would have just posted right there. And, sure, and, and you could still... this guy's fucking ruthless. No, I do even breaks with Boris and you all the time, and even That's Mike, true. I do. But let's talk about this film. By the I way, I can only do even breaks with Justin because <laughs> you and uh, who was the guy, the Silence of the Lambs, is dated guy last week that you had? Simon Simon Simon. Simon Thompson. I thought he was good. He was good. The audience seemed to like him. That, um, and he loved. I mean, he loved Deadpool. So of course, but yes, it, it did break my heart that he was slagging on Silence of the Lambs. And called the greatest script ever, Deadpool. But back to <laughs> you guys made a comment about will this will people see this? This film's gonna kill. Like Mary Poppins. Oh, you were you made a comment about like will little boys see this? I was like, did little like the same little boy that saw Cinderella? That movie made. This is the same demo that saw Cinderella. By the way, that made five hundred million. And the timeliness factor, I think, like, when this firm, I, um, I looked at, like, I was looking at, like, box office stats for Star Wars the other day, like, to inflation, like, I did the inflation thing on um, Box Office Mojo, where you see what a movie would have made today if it came out okay. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Mary Poppins made, like, $848 million if you do the inflation <laughs> thing. Like, mothers took their daughters back then, like, my mom went with her mom. Then my mom showed it to me and, and my brother growing up, and now my daughter, my sister's probably going to show it to her kids. Like there is like that, you know, passed down from a generation because it really it, it's just one of those timeless stories. I feel like, and also the international. This story in like in Europe is going to be it's like Harry Potter. I mm-hmm. feel like. So I feel like at the least it's going to do like Cinderella into the woods types numbers. So and now with Lynn, I think the the pairing of these two. It's by the time this comes out, Hamilton's going to have like one of those Book of Mormon type national runs, mm. and he's even going to have more of a, a like um, a, like a star power feel to it. And in my mind, it's also great. Like Dwayne Johnson was like pumped about this whole. thing. Yeah, you and Dwayne talk all the time now on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> well, tell you, not as much as the wag. Um, yeah, seriously, she's got her own fucking hashtag. I got JK. That's all I got. So whatever. But um, <laughs> I honestly feel like you know that this is is going down the right path. And, and props to Disney. Like this was something people were very very. 
you know, this is still a sensitive property and people wanted it handled the right way. And I feel they are doing it. They're also not, and while Emily seems like the obvious choice, Lynn isn't necessarily the obvious choice. So yeah, no, it was definitely an interesting piece of casting. Um, and then there was a lot more happening at Disney this week. They got a couple directors on some high profile projects. They got, uh, Ava DuVernay on a wrinkle in time. Like that. I can't even remember that book. I read, I do remember read it in, in school. It's a good book. It's a tough adaptation. I mm-hmm. will say this, but um, I'm excited, which is why it's taken so long for them to get behind. You think it. she's the right fit? Let's talk about Ava real fast. I don't know. I, I, I Selma is fantastic. Um, and on those, what's I'm blanking on that first film with David Oyelowo. Um, middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Another really good film, but those were like passion films. She's like were smaller films that she was very passionate right, about. Right, it's a big jump. Intelligent Life and, and Wrinkle of Time are just films she's offered. Like I, I don't know, like these are high profile, a lot of money. They're directed for hire assignment. You know, she's done two movies. Like I, I we will see where she ranks because there are times where these directors who who stand out in one or two films get these properties, and it's just not a good fit for them. So we'll see. Like, I have no idea what's a good fit. Like, when people are talking about her from Marvel and getting all excited, I'm like, why? None of those films were, like, high action films. A, a Wrinkle in Time is a beloved book, though, obviously. I think a Wrinkle is a more... I like that more than even Intelligent Life. I don't know why, but I just feel like there's something about Intelligent Life that needs, like, kind of like a director that's, like, a, a Spielberg almost or something mm-hmm. like that. Excuse me. It's okay. Um, so I, you know, I see. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I like that. Do, do you know which one's going for, uh, first? No, that's the thing. Is like one has an actress, and then one feels like it has more of a script. So I, I don't know which one's going first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind, it's like uh, the situation with Chris McQuarrie. He's got like the Gray Man and Mission. I feel like Mission's going, and like the Gray Man's being is gonna wait for Chris, or they just find a new person. But like this may be one of those situations where she only gets to do one because. DreamWorks wants Intelligent Life made like mm-hmm. now. That's a high priority over there, and sure. they're not they're not going to wait. And I think Disney wants Wrinkle in Time made. Like they're they, uh, I don't know why necessarily, but they feel like those are ready and they don't want. Well, like, Intelligent Life I can see being important to DreamWorks because you know this the movies that they're making are a little bit smaller and quieter. Like mm-hmm. you know we got a trailer this week for uh, Michael Fassbender's Life Between Oceans. What'd you think? I thought I mean I think it's hard to judge that movie by a trailer. Um, I'm a big Derek Sion France fan yeah. though, so. I'm there. Um, uh, and then, you know, thank you for your service. So Intelligent Life is a little bit more commercial, totally. I think. Yeah, and they need those. And you also want to make it while, like, Lupita's got fire. Like It's like a right, Trevorrow, Trevorrow script Derek and Connelly script. So you, you want to hit that while the fire's hot. So. All right. Well, we'll see what's next for uh, Mr. Vernet. Obviously, we wish her the, the best, best of luck. Best. Uh, and then over at Disney again, J- James Mangold coming on to direct Captain Nemo, which is an origin story. Uh, about the protagonist of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and it is apparently not the same project that Fincher was developing at Disney? I guess, because there's that... I I don't know. I thought that was a... Well, I don't know, because I I think the the Fincher one was just a straight 20,000 Leagues adaptation, because when we were back in our days of working together, we reported that Brad Pitt had the offer. For Ned Land, But it was Ned Land. Ned Land would not be in this film. So I think it is different. Um, But my thing is, is... Brian Maybe Ned C- Land will be in the movie. Maybe he'll be at the very end, like he meets Ned Land at the, in the last scene. Oh, and it's like a connection? That would make sense. That would but be cool. Hmm, hire me to write it. <laughs> my problem with it is, though, is that Brian Singer's got his movie going right now. And it's like, do we need two of these at the same time? Like, yeah. Uh, like, 
And, and people were saying doing Wolverine. And people were saying, isn't it fascinating that two directors from the X-Men universe yeah. are then developing the same essentially the same project at different studios? It's a coincidence, I feel like, more or less. But um that is funny that you I didn't even catch on to that right now. But yeah, I just I feel like Singer is like like he's pretty much knee deep in prep on uh twenty thousand. I, I imagine that film's in production by the end of the year. This film is like two years away, I feel like. Oh God! I I would mention some of the horribly racist comments I'm seeing in the comment section about Ava DuVernay, but I won't dignify them. Um, no. Guys, fucking behave yourselves in there, Jesus Christ! Uh, whew, what else is, is going there anything on? Anything in there that's worth talking about? No, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's stick with our show. Okay, we won't uh, let Mark these people liked, derail us. Mark always liked going on there to talk about who's going to be in Tomb Raider or something like I, that. I'm, I'm not uh, one of those people who, who, you know, writes for the comment section, uh, so to speak. Uh, anyways, over at Warner Brothers, couple of uh, intri- intriguing new developments. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a R-rated version of Batman vs Superman mm-hmm. on DVD. DVD. What do you think of that? Is that necessary? Or is that just like a fucking who, cash grab? Who cares? Because they do all these R-rated, unrated, violent DVD. T- like they did it with all the Lord of the Rings. Like, are we that surprised that they're going to do it? Like, this is just until it's on the th- in the theater. Like, this is just to get people to buy. It. Like, the DVD market's so right. like bleak right now that this is just for people. That's to- what I think too. It's like this is for the super fans. I used to be one of those people who's like, oh man, they they just are un- you know released the unrated version with eight more minutes of footage. What, and is now there I like have to a see steamy it. sex scene with like Bruce? Swain, yeah. is there like what's not the... to mention all this shit leaks online, anyways. Yeah, I don't know who's buying this DVD, and I don't know that I even want to see an R rated Batman versus Superman. Like, what are they gonna do? Have these guys swearing? Like, Unless, I don't like, need to see that. Is, like, uh, or more blood. Like, the, let's talk about the R rated thing real fast. Like, the like, because it's obviously the Deadpool thing is it's still up and running. I, I mean. I'm glad. Like, if any, what I have said from what what this Deadpool does now is it doesn't. It, it just makes people want to do R, like not be afraid of the R rating. Like I thought, like we were at a bleak time when Live Free and Die Hard went PG thirteen. I was like, oh no, <laughs> Here we, like that's just wrong. And like I think there was a predator. There was an Alien vs Predator movie that was PG thirteen, and that was like that was like in the heyday of like people just being afraid of that rating. Right. If anything, this film makes sure those films that have always been rated R stay that way. But I don't think you mentioned it too. Why take away from an audience that's like grown up watching these films? Then right, now and suddenly they it? can't watch the next one. Like yeah. don't don't. Oh, I, I, I'm all for like creative differences, like creative like trying something new, new. But don't like overdo it either. Like just to do an R rating for like is Batman gonna rip someone's head off? Like that's just like I don't want that necessarily. That's not the type of film I want to see. I want like my triple nines and whatnot to be R rated, but I don't want like. To overdo it on properties that had never been R-rated before to now start doing it. Um, I, I agree. Uh, and we're going to talk about Triple Nine later in the show. All right, so Batman uh, R-rated DVD, and then Justice League gets a start date, which you and Boris both had in your Amber Heard really stories. Story. Uh, uh, it's going to start in April. Um, we said that. I did not understand that stuff. Like, it seemed like... Was that like... What Do you think it was like... Uh, like, kind of like a... Counter to the McWeenie thing, like hey, I just think that that the McWeenie thing um, got a lot of people talking and made made them nervous for no real. I hear reason. Batman. By the way, guys, I've heard it's great. I really oh, have. He's heard it's great. 
Get an article up. I haven't like these like troubling things. I haven't heard any trouble. It's okay. Let's put it that way. There's from like there's been no one been like yo. You should really worry about this. That I haven't heard that one bit. So, but yeah. This, so you think you think everything is just you know right on course as far as Justice League is concerned? It's just I mean I hate to say it, but clicks clicks sell and that that and some negative about a big property sells. Um, Drew had some good points, but. You know, and I don't. The whole thing was just like, I don't care about a start date. Like, I, I know this film's happening. Like, yeah, they just seem like so like. And then Zach giving his like PR written quotes. Like, yeah, it, yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess it was happening. a non. It was a non-story to some extent. It was. I mean, it's it's finally happening. Good. I mean, it's just like the Dark Tower. Like we're we're getting so close to these films that have just. Like had such trouble the years getting off. Mm-hmm. Here you go, guys. Your Justice League film is here. You know, which is a film I I am curious how it comes about because I did always like the Marvel approach by giving the actors their own film and then doing the team up mm-hmm. and like what Universal is doing with their monster movie stuff right now. But um, you know, they, there's a lot of qual. I mean, listen, Ben's. There's a lot of people that are involved that know what they're doing, so I, I'm not worried by any means. But. You know, good good for Warners and getting this finally off the ground. One thing I will say about that EW hit fix uh, beef, um, I just couldn't believe how many people like jumped down Drew's throat and like attacked yeah. him online. The Dude. vitriol out there on Twitter is just not cool, guys. The you got to rein that shit in. Just this is why people like give you so much crap. It's just like chill. Yeah. You're like hockey hardos or like these like sports fan bases that just can't get a grip on like Bama fans like. Chill, like like Umberto had a great great quote or tweet. Like, if we put uh, if we had a celebrity death match between Star Wars fans or DC fans, Star Wars fans, and Marvel fans, who comes out winning? Like, it's literally where the, it's at right now. Like, chill out. Yeah, people are very uh, you know aggressive about their fandoms, and they but again, that's what happens with the invention of the comment section and Twitter. Is people? I mean, who knows? Maybe back in the seventies and eighties, you would have had this if that if people were able to write in a newspaper. And it really, it does this. feel. It feel. It's like the new sports fandom. Um, what did you, uh, there was a before I uh, talk about this one. There was another long gestating project that got some movement uh, in the past week. Office Christmas Party. Ugh, so oh, mad about that. one. I think that's a great premise. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm mad again that I was like you lost all it? over those castings and like yeah. There's a there's a person involved with one of those actors that me and Jeff have the utmost dislike we'll have to for. Think about this now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you tell me after the show. You can think about it real quick once you think about the two the two stars of that. Figure out who is the <laughs> yeah, okay. But um, I think it's a great uh-huh. idea. I love that cast. <laughs> I you laughed, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, Why, I, lo- I, I want some. You know, where's the ethnicity? Where's the diversity? Oh God, here we go again. I, Come on. I, I just want the actors that like. I mean, maybe Hannibal Burris wasn't ready. Man, like. I, I just want actors that work together. I want to enjoy something. I, it was like, a good ensemble, but I'm just like, what are, are there no black people in this office? Maybe there is. It's like, <laughs> maybe you know, it's... I mean, they're, they're not. The, the office isn't five people big. Like there'll be more. Like maybe the maybe they cast one someone that like who's the guy from uh, um, Fresh Off the Boat? Ken Jeong? No, not Ken Jeong. What? Um, that guy. The guy who was in the. Oh, interview. Randall Park. Randall Park. It, let's ca- maybe he gets cast and he steals the movie or like they, you know, they cast like you know, not um, who's the guy in Neighbors that wasn't Hannibal Burris. It was the um, Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, he, he gets cast and steals funny. it. Like it's like, just, be, <laughs> just just thinking of him in that movie makes me laugh. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I was just. I, I don't think David Oyelowo would be great in the Jason Bateman role. I don't know why. Just he, he isn't showing me yet that he can deliver that kind of comedy goods. But um, I, I think the uh, the concept, the fact that it hasn't been done before, yeah. is like you just think of that scene in Scrooge, and it's coming out this year. Oh yeah, they did. They're gonna get that movie made real quick. But this, remember that scene in Scrooge and that holiday office party where the girls like like copying yes. her butt and whatnot. It's just like times that just by blow 20. that up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this week we also saw Finn Jones cast as Iron Fist. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm not familiar with this kid. What do you think? He's a twerp on Game of Thrones, but <laughs> I, I, so I don't know. He is. He's just like this. Like I mean, when he learns kung fu, he's gonna come after you, bro. I mean, I think he he could be awesome in this role, but I, I mean, on Game of Thrones. I mean, but he does a good job of being a twerp. It's the character; it's not him. So he's good at that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all for it. And Marvel's shown so so. I liked most of Jessica Jones. I thought it kind of was anticlimactic. Yeah, but for the most part, it was good. Daredevil is obviously great. I'm looking forward to Luke Daredevil Cage. was was a much richer world for me but, than, um, than Jessica Jones. Um, I don't know the Iron Fist world, but we'll be introduced to it. Sh- now, a lot of people were upset. They thought, you know, I know he's white and blonde in the comics, but they thought that this was an opportunity to maybe have an Asian character. There's obviously not a lot of uh, Asian diversity within the Marvel universe. What do you think of that? You paid no mind. Um, again, I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those things. It's funny because, like, people talk about the Oscar diversity, but those same people don't know about comics, so they're not going to raise a, a brow. And it's like, it's vice versa. Like, it's right. funny who who kind of, like, like chimes in about those diversity things because it's, it's never seems to be on the same page. But I don't know. It's, it's whoever's the best actor. I don't want them getting, like, someone for the sake of, you know, diversity necessarily. If it's not, if they went, I, we don't know how the casting went. They might have saw... 30 40 asians that just didn't just didn't fit them but then finn comes in and kills it so that's the process sometimes that's why i'm always those i you know i i want there to be more diversity obviously but sometimes i also just want the best person to do it and i don't want them just like giving in for the sake of it i I always get frustrated like you know i love ryan coogler so i'm glad he got black panther but why do we just need a black director for that why why not do this person that's going to deliver the best product um so you know, that's why I'm not going to, like, cry file just yet. But if Finn sucks, I guess, they, you know, they, they're going to be right. in trouble. Those but. are all good points. Um, let's talk about some movies. Cool. Before we get to the ones we haven't or that we have seen, let's talk about one we haven't. Gods of Egypt. <laughs> How did this get made? The the reviews, uh, the Variety review was hilarious. I'm pretty sure the THR review was all equally hilarious. When I mean, you know, critics, you know, our friends, they Justin, relish the opportunity to love, shit on these these kinds of movies. It, it's just almost as fun as writing a great review. Is right. they, they almost line up like, oh, I know this one's gonna, and then they are like disappointed when they're like, oh, it actually was. Andrew good. Barker writes great reviews like that. Great yeah. negative reviews. Um, yeah, I have no plans to see this. Are you going to see it? Is it a rental for you? Is it just a total ignore? Ignore. Um. Yeah, it looks pretty crappy, and it's a, such a shame because it's Prius. What my happened man. to him? Oh man! Meanwhile, like, first of all, his last movie was Knowing, which I you know think of as a bomb in my head. That movie did so much business. I looked it up yesterday. It's funny how some of these things like you are shocked by. I looked up. Uh, we bought a zoo the other day, and people bombed on that. That film made like eighty-eight million dollars. That movie would cost like twenty to make. <laughs> like yeah. Um, it, it is surprising sometimes. Um, I think Proyas should get like in like the TV business, right? Like, go like develop a show or something like that, and a Netflix series or something. Because 
God, to go from Dark City, which was one of my favorite, and iRobot too. Um, and yeah, then, iRobot's not bad. Obviously, The Crow's one of my favorite movies. Like yeah. he's a talented guy, but this man, this was just. Did, did this look anything like Al- an Alex Proyas film to you? Like there was no edge no. to it. Yeah, it's all studio. Like watered I was down. pumped for his Paradise Lost. You know, he was going to do that, that big too. budget legendary with ben thing Walker, with Cooper. Yeah. Um, that would have been awesome. But this, yep. God, you're just like, and I saw the budget. How? That's 140 million on the screen. Yes, that's shocking to me. That it looks, looks like terrible. it's 40 million. But it's like it, I wonder how well. It, I guess it's not going to do well at all. But I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Why are the people who who saw Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans? Why are they not seeing this one? Is it really just the stars? Yeah, like it doesn't because look, it looks it like looks, the same. It looks like it could be part of that. It franchise. looks cheap though, but yeah, the stars like uh, Hades, like Ray finds his Hades and Liam Neeson right. as Zeus is so much more appealing than like, and they're not even the, the real <laughs> Nikolai Costawalo. <laughs> like, I, by the way, Nikolai Costawalo is a fantastic actor. He's one of the best actors on Thrones. So sad that he hasn't found just that right role to like leap into. Like he was like felt like he could have been the one that leached on, and it, it's almost sometimes just the role that's better than than right. the, the films you're getting. But um, God, this there's a lot of talent. I mean, by the way, Gerard Butler <laughs> is just like who cares? I got I got London Fallen next week, so I'll be just fine, guys. But the rest of these guys, I'm looking forward to London is Fallen. I am too. Strangely, I am too. I, am too. I like Olympus. I, you know what? Just cast Nikolai as the as the boxer opposite Michael B. Jordan in Creed Two. <laughs> I can see that. He's the new cool. Dolph Lundgren. Dude, he's a big dude and whatnot. So yeah, let's let's do it. But um, yeah. Just All right, God's Egypt. Fuck it. Uh, did you see Eddie the Eagle? I did. I, I want to see it though. That and The Witch are like two films, or that. I, the, oh, you haven't seen The Witch either. Uh. Uh-uh. Um, okay. I, I saw. I'm with the move lately. I've just it's just been too busy. But I'll be seeing. Those are the two I'm going to see to pay to see. If you need a hand, you can count on me, buddy. As long as there's pizza. Well, I'm seeing Night of the Cups day. on Monday, so yippee. Are you really? <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm skipping Night of Cups, Eddie, by the way. Fast. Um, I love Eddie the Eagle. I definitely recommend all of you see it this weekend. You can take your kids to it if you're oh. a parent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wrote an article today th- about Hugh Jackman's cigarette smoking. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think Fox was uh, happy about, but um, it did stand out to me. It was just like, oh, here's this great movie, and I wish Drinks Hugh Jackman too, wasn't like... I mean, forget the drinking, though. It was because Hollywood has come together in the past ten years to keep smoking off the screen totally. in, youth, in youth-rated movies. Now, the, this one is set in the 80s, so it's not a contemporary yeah. story. And it, it's uh, it was made overseas. This is not a Fox production. It's a Matthew Vaughn production that Fox picked up. Interesting. I um, forgot about that. So yeah, it, it's made. You know, it's obviously different in in Europe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was I was just surprised. It's not that I was like, oh, I don't like this movie because he's smoking in it. It's just you definitely notice it because yeah. he's smoking the whole movie. It's weird. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, go but, see it. But it was terrific. I, I'm gonna go see it and then. Um yeah, I, I, I'm. And then there was it. a movie that we did both see that hits theaters today called Triple Nine. Loved Justin it. loved it. He loved it. Really, really liked it. I, I, I love it for the crap I have seen. Like it's like this in thirteen hours, folks. I have not been happy with with Deadpool. Was I? I you know I, I've made my peace on that. Loved Reynolds. Loved the script, but I thought it was. Boring because it's like two action sequences and it's the yeah. worst revenge tale ever. The guy gets cured from cancer and wants to go find the guy who, who made him ugly. Like it's like <laughs> that to me is just like how people are like jumping over this. And other thing, Deadpool's not a superhero because he saves not one single person outside of his like random girlfriend. 
But yes, I like Triple Nine because of, based on all the crap I had been seeing lately, outside of like Oscar screenings I've been kind of catching up on, it, it 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 did everything I wanted. There's only so much. I know you you you'll have your opinions in a minute, but I I there's only so much you can do with a corrupt cop bank heist movie these days. It was you know, but the things that really hit me were for John Hillcoat. I've always felt he's had story structure problems. I felt this film. Move like like they made they they were corrupt cops that had one more job to do because of their ties to the Russian mob. They had this idea of how to like do this heist, and the end result I felt like satisfied me. I thought everyone was cast well. I'm amazed the people that keep going to Hillco like Teresa Palmer, like Michael K. Williams is fantastic, and like a trans transgender like horror. That was a madam. good cameo. Um, Woody Harrelson's fantastic, and and I we'll have your you'll have your thing about the characters in a second, but yeah. I, the bleakness I enjoyed a lot. The set piece it was entertaining. There were some really good action set pieces. Yeah. and the, the the like whole triple nine setup. Like there's this there's a view of like uh, um of like uh where the cop cars are. Like there's like cop cars going to one scene and cop cars going to another, and it's really mm-hmm. cool because it's like the whole concept of this plot, um the the heist plot. So yeah, I was quite happy. And, I, and there's this. The tension in another great elevator scene, folks, where I was on the that edge was good. That of was my good. seat. Um, but yeah, go you go ahead. Yeah, on the whole, I, I I was a little underwhelmed. I had very high expectations. I thought the movie looked terrific. Um, I didn't quite think it came together for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters were a little lacking. I felt like I didn't know enough about each of them and, and what motivated them to to do these heists and that kind of stuff. Um, I, here's the thing with characters is like if you want those type of character developments, go watch a TV show sometimes because <laughs> it's just like they only have so like this isn't I don't I didn't want a three hour heat I was fine with a two hour triple nine um, like I mean I, that, that's my question is like I kind I I get you would want like ten more minutes of why Clifton Collins is such a sociopath and why this and that but I mean Aaron Paul you kind of know why he goes down the rabbit hole but it's um, like he just is another Aaron are, Paul junkie role <laughs> but no sometimes but he plays it so well I like you can't well, sure but like sometimes an addict's just an addict like chew it like Woody is just a degenerate K- cop K- like I don't Casey's like a strangely passive character to me. He's a he's a he's a war hero that doesn't know how to uh, like reestablish himself into the new world. I could defend his character, but at the same time, listen, it's not going to win any Oscars. It also it came out in February. Like there's some like I, I just I keep my expectations things, to when these films things come are. Out. Th- I'm telling you though, I I really think, and someone's going to write this article soon. It may even be me. I don't know. The release calendar is changing. It is not totally. the same release calendar that you and I like know what what a month means. It isn't. Look it at isn't. look at what got dated in January recently. Dark Tower, Triple X Three. I by the way, I want to talk about that. That film's good. My tweet. It's so interesting to me what gets picked up on Twitter and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And this week, I got two hundred retweets on a fucking January release date for Triple X Three. People are super pumped about this movie. I, is it the Bollywood actress that is driving the interest? I feel like I got a lot of her fans. No, because that Andre. The, there was this like l- like low end casting I did that did huge numbers for us online. Like. I don't know, and I don't know There's what something it, as Vin Diesel's fans. Well, I mean, they're like the Triple X, the original did well. It, it got a sequel. I think it did a hundred million. Like it wasn't a bomb. Maybe now that this is all back together, people are interested. A I little just bit. don't equate I don't it as a big franchise all. in my head. No. Yeah, but like let's back to the release schedule. I, I, I'm like 
I'm sorry, but over the last month, I've just seen some just films that are just like made for this yeah. time of year, like uh, Valentine's Day, MLK Weekend. You're gonna get the like you're gonna get bigger films. That's when Dark Tower, I think, is coming out mm-hmm. and whatnot. And and yeah, you have to spread these out, but at the same time, you're still gonna get films that just simply aren't. I knew this wasn't gonna be Oscar quality. I knew what I was getting into. But you had I, fun with it anyways, I, Triple Nine. I appreciated it. I walked out of there. Okay. Kate Winslet, like that last her last line about the prisoners and dogs was just as evil as you get, I felt like. I liked um listen, she nailed, she I, I liked the movie. I just didn't this. think it fulfilled its potential given Fair. that cast and everything. People were going, uh, how's Gal Gadot? They want to know how Gal Hot. Gadot is. Hot. Yeah, it was like that's literally that's, it. But she, that's, she has like two minutes of screen time. But she, that's the purpose, is like she's the reason to uh, uh, to keep her invested. Chuatel is the one guy that's not a cop, he's a special forces dude, and the whole reason this whole gang is like tied up with the mob is he his child is his he had a child with Gal Gadot who happens to be the sister of a Russian mob. Yeah, people want to know is Gal Gadot naked in Triple Nine? She isn't. No, she's you not. You said it's, she was too, and I'm so mad at you. She's not. You know who it is? It's Teresa Palmer. Yeah, with a butt shot. Yeah, and there's a butt it, shot, and you see it in the you see it in the trailer. Right, so but it's like they, I felt like that trailer they edited to make it look like it's Gal Gadot. There's Anyways, a, there's a fun person dancing <laughs> on a trash can that uh, yeah. it's a little too much. So, someone here said, you know, <laughs> Triple Nine looks like a fun red box night. It is fun. It's kind of <laughs> funny too, by the way. There's like some great Woody Harrelson lines where I was like laughing out. Was loud. it Conor McGregor? Is that who you did the Triple X thing for? No. Uh, Daniello, a drag, like he had like a Klitschko oh yeah, name. yeah yeah I know I know he sounds like a Klitschko brother whatever anyways um did you see anything else recently no the one I mean countdown to ten Cloverfield Lane I'm gonna ask today we're both pumped for that yeah I want to check in with uh, uh, Paramount are you gonna okay Grimsby those reviews came out let's talk about that a little bit I'm st- I, so listen I, I I am gonna go see it next week I'm gonna I see know it's it your birthday next week um I'll be at the vet part next, of me doesn't want Thursday. to see it. I don't think it looks good, and and part of me is offended by what it sounds like is an abundance of HIV and AIDS jokes. <sighs> Bad timing. Um, so that's really unfortunate. But I'm going to give the movie Did a you chance. Like Borat was on recently. Borat was and good, and no, I, I didn't love Bruno, and I hated the dictator. Hated. Yeah, maybe his dude. Stick he, is... he he just doesn't really do it for me. Um, even Ali G never never really did. Um, there, okay, so there's two things that I have seen that have been amazing. And then I know we got to wrap it up and get you to work. Uh, the OJ documentary. I want to see I've it. Se- I begged for the first three hours. I've seen the first three hours. How long is it again? Ten hours? It's seven and a half seven hours. hours. I'll put it this way. The last word of the second episode, so the three-hour mark of this documentary, yeah. the last word is killed. And that's the first time they even discuss that there's been a murder. Oh, so the wow. first three hours are just about OJ. There's no trial, no murder, no nothing. Oh. And it's, it, dude, it's incredible. Um, and it's a great companion to the, the TV, TV show, show, which you're, I assume you're watching. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's fucking great. Uh, if you're not watching American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Yeah. Simpson, definitely check it out. The other thing that I saw, and I can't wait to t- uh, for you to see it so we can discuss it, is The Invitation. Oh, you saw it. Oh, my God. I've been talking about it with all my coworkers this week because it's been going around the office, so to speak. Um, Karen Kasama, mm-hmm. you know, director of Jennifer's Body, Ian Flex, she's been in director's jail. She comes back. She does this very cheap, low-budget movie about a dinner party gone wrong. Sorry, Logan Marshall Green, who looks just like Tom Hardy. It's incredible. <laughs> Check it, you know, get, get a link so that we can discuss soon. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. Also, American Crime, please binge that oh, right yeah. now. It. Um, I tweeted it on Wednesday. Easily one of the best hours of television I have seen in the past year. 
and there's a lot of good TV on. It was fantastic. It's a, it's the anthology, so it's it's like seven. Ep- it's like binging a Netflix show yeah, yeah. right now. You don't it's have to watch the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have you been watching Vinyl? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like it. I've seen the first five. Yeah, um, me too. I, I will Has tell. It, did it get better for you? Yes. The problem is, is is that pilot was like Scorsese's rock drama. He always wanted to do. Right. It was too long. Um, the violence did, it's Scorsese, so it didn't bug me. I know you brought that up. That will bug some. It didn't people. bug me. I was just I was just shocked. shocked. I was like, whoa, straight out of irreversible. Um, but no, I kind of always fantastic. Olivia Wilde gets a lot better. She's just yeah, she does. Um, yeah, the guy who plays his ex, like um, Lester, is the name of the show. I forget what his act, that black guy. Um, okay, uh, Atto Asando. Is yeah, that a- Jack Jack. I think it's Jack Jagger, right? Mm-hmm. It's, Jack, uh, James Jagger. James Jagger's fantastic. Is like a Sex pistol. I mean, it's yep. Check it's out good. my interview with him on the wrap. Um, and yeah, so yeah, a lot of good TV and stuff. Uh, we're turning the corner into March. We got Batman. We got Midnight Special, the Jeff Nichols movie coming. Yeah, there's some good, uh, good Cloverfield. Stuff coming. And and before we see Cloverfield, I mean, what do you think the deal is? Do you think that it, well, it, that it, EW a, story was very telling? So mm-hmm. it's crazy that I mean, you were tracking the seller. Like castings, and right. under our nose, it was a Cloverfield film. They, he's like JJ comes out and says they got this script. It wasn't a Cloverfield, and then Damien Chazelle, who did Whiplash, came in and gave it the Cloverfield touch. I still feel it's a contained film, but yeah, there's some Clover. I, Do you think it's going to be like a brand? Like Cloverfield is like a Twilight Zone where my, he'll be able to tell a lot of supernatural is, is stories. Paramount wants to see if this if there's still a hunger for the Cloverfield films. If this works, you'll get a Cloverfield Cloverfield movie down the road. Oh, like I think I, it's definitely going to work. Um, um, oh, it's, it, this film went from like you said, ten million dollar opening weekend to fifty million dollar opening weekend. Uh, but and before I, and we're going to wrap up right now, but is uh, people just want to know is there anything new on the it remake, Justin? Uh, they got a script in. Um, that's it for the most part. So what? I don't think they've. They, you know, I would still love the Will Poulter idea. So would I. I. I think that's such a cool take, and he's a fantastic actor, but. I mean Mendelssohn. I mean maybe it's meant back to Mendelssohn because his schedule. It's a lot clean. of villains in a row. That, I mean he's got to go do Ready Player but One now. Wouldn't this? Wouldn't this be so much? <laughs> oh, I, it would be fantastic. Uh, We're all hoping that gets off the ground. But that's a summer shoot, is what I know. So there'll be there'll be news on it soon. Yeah, that's going. Uh, that's going to be it for Meet the Movie Press. Thanks for coming, Justin. Dude, move your office. This this downtown Burbank thing. Where can we find you? Uh, I'm at uh, Variety.com. We just added photos, actually, so you can see my pretty face next to my byline now. Nice. Compliments of Stu Oldham. He hooked that up. Okay. And uh, I'm on Kroll Twitter? J. Var, uh, at Kroll J. Var on Twitter. Great. I'm at the Insider. Find my shit on TheRap.com. Happy Oscar weekend. Enjoy the show, folks. Go Chris Rock. Go Leo. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.